0: This is the Bible in One Year Express, day 297. How God Speaks to You Fyodor was a wild young man. His life revolved around eating, drinking, talking, music, theatre and the company of women. He dreamt of fame. He was caught up in a movement for political and social reform in Russia during the repressive reign of Tsar Nicholas I. He was arrested tried and condemned to be executed on a bitterly cold morning the prisoners were taken out to be shot the prison guards raised their muskets to their shoulders and took aim the last moment a white flag was raised to announce that the Tsar had commuted their sentence to life imprisonment in Siberia on his arrival in Siberia on Christmas Eve 1849 at the age of 28 two women slipped him a New Testament. When the guard turned away momentarily, they suggested he should search the pages thoroughly. He did. While in prison, Fyodor Dostoevsky, the great Russian novelist, read the New Testament from cover to cover and learnt much of it by heart. He wrote, I believe there is no one lovelier, deeper, more sympathetic and more perfect than Jesus. I say to myself with jealous love, Not only is there no one else like him, but there never could be anyone like him. It is through the Bible that he encountered Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul describes all Scripture as God-breathed. The Bible is not just inspired in the way that artists, poets, composers, and musical performers can be said to be inspired. It actually has God's breath, his Spirit in it. Through the Bible... God speaks to you. From Psalm 119 Your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Your laws endure to this day, for all things serve you. If your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have preserved my life. To all perfection I see a limit, but your commands are boundless. Enjoy reading the Bible. The 18th century philosopher and critic of Christianity, Voltaire, said, Within a hundred years, the Bible will be obsolete and will have gone out of circulation altogether. A hundred years later, the Bible was more popular than ever. When you hear attacks on the Bible, it's good to remember that this is nothing new. God's word is eternal. In spite of all the attacks on the Bible, it has survived. What you say goes, God, and stays as permanent as the heavens. Your truth never goes out of fashion. It's as up-to-date as the earth when the sun comes up. Your word and truth are dependable as ever. The Bible is a delight. The psalmist describes the scriptures he's read as my delight. It is fitting that this, the longest psalm in the Psalter, should be all about the Scriptures. When you're under attack, meditate on God's Word. The wicked lie in ambush to destroy me, but I'm only concerned with your plans for me. I see the limits to everything human, but the horizons can't contain your commands. God's commands are there to protect you, and remembering God's Word's, will help keep you from harm. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have preserved my life. Lord, help me each day to meditate on your eternal words and find delight in reading the Bible. New Testament from 2 Timothy 3 But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions, sufferings. What kind of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium and Lystra, the persecutions I endured. Yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. But as for you, look for jesus as you read the bible is all about jesus there's nothing like the written word of god for showing you the way to salvation through faith in christ jesus paul was writing to a society not unlike our own he wrote there are difficult times ahead as the end approaches People are going to be self-absorbed, money-hungry, self-promoting, stuck-up, profane, contemptuous of parents, crude, coarse, dog-eat-dog, unbending, slanderous, impulsively wild, savage, cynical, treacherous, ruthless, bloated windbags, addicted to lust and allergic to God. Paul describes them as having a form of godliness while denying its power. It describes both a secular world and a kind of nominalism which has a form of godliness. People would say, if asked their religion, that they're Christian, but denying its power. There are also those who go to great lengths to oppose the truth. You are called to be different. The pressure of the world is strong, Paul writes, but as for you, he points to his teaching, his way of life, his purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions and sufferings. He warns that anyone who wants to live for Christ is in for a lot of trouble. There's no getting around it. Do not be surprised by opposition. Take a rock-like stand on the Holy Scriptures. Some books inform and even reform. The Bible transforms. A man complained to his pastor that he didn't read his Bible because it interfered with his work. When asked what his work was, he replied, I'm a pickpocket. The Bible was not given simply to increase your knowledge. It was given to change your life. The Bible's aim is to point you to Christ. The Scriptures are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Jesus said, the Scriptures testify about me. As Martin Luther, the great reformer, put it, the Bible is the cradle in which Jesus lies. Every word rings of Christ. Like many others, I first encountered Jesus through reading the Bible. It was as if he emerged the pages of the new testament but it's not just initial faith that comes through the bible it is your continuing faith and growth because every part of scripture is god breathed and useful one way or another showing us truth exposing our rebellion correcting our mistakes training us to live god's way through the word we are put together and shaped up for the task god has given us As the Catechism of the Catholic Church puts it, Scripture is written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit with God as its author. The Bible is our authority in all matters of faith and life. You find out what God says and what you should therefore believe about suffering, about Jesus, about the cross and so on. It is also in the Bible that you find out what is wrong in God's eyes and how you can live a righteous life. Feeding on the Bible is the way to be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Lord, thank you that you equip me for each day as I study your words, ponder them, meditate on them, and listen to your spirit. May I grow closer to Jesus and be transformed into his likeness as I spend time in his presence. Old Testament from Jeremiah 15, 51. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. But I will bring Israel back to their own pasture and their appetite will be satisfied. In those days, at that time, declares the Lord, search will be made for Israel's guilt. But there will be none. And for the sins of Judah... But none will be found, for I will forgive the remnant I spare. Therefore, hear what the Lord has planned, what he has purposed. Hear God's words and put them into practice. We all put our trust and security somewhere. The temptation is to place your trust and security in your money, education, job, health, family and friends. There's nothing wrong with these things. But ultimately, there is only one absolutely secure place in which to put your trust, and that is in the Lord. Throughout these closing chapters of Jeremiah, we've seen how all the nations have put their security and trust in things that could not ultimately deliver. Today we read how Babylon trusted in its rivers and its wealth. You who live by many waters and are rich in treasures, one by one, Jeremiah dismantles these false hopes. Again and again, Jeremiah calls his readers to listen to the words and promises of God rather than the things of the world. Two phrases that are repeated continuously are, this is what the Lord Almighty says and declares the Lord. We are encouraged to listen to his words, to do what I tell you and to tell the good news. You can build your life on the promises of his word. You are to hear God's words and put them into practice. There are two great things that the Lord promises to those who hear his words. Put their trust in him and put his words into practice. First, he promises satisfaction. Your spiritual appetite can only be satisfied by a relationship with God, which Jesus came to make possible. Second, he promises complete forgiveness of your sins and removal of your guilt. They'll look high and low for a sign of Israel's guilt. Nothing. Search nook and cranny for a trace of Judah's sin. Nothing. These people that I've saved will start out with a clean slate. What God promised to Israel and Judah was fulfilled through Jesus on the cross. However careful a search is made, no one will be able to find any sin or guilt in you because of what Jesus has done. Lord, I put my trust in you. Help me each day to listen to your words, put them into practice, and find satisfaction in your presence and your love. Pippa adds, 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 15 says, From infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise. It is so important to start reading the Bible from as young an age as possible. It is never too early to start, even if at first, like our grandson did, they just eat the pages.